0: Okay, the weekend 11 recap and Monday Night Football Bombs edition of the Bottom Line Bombs on the Sports Game Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet365. 365. Bet365 365 is offering users users $1,000. New users, $1,000 risk-free bet. Sign up today at sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash 365. Also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research Platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And with that, let's get the thing going that starts the show. It's usually called a theme song, and I have a thing that goes with it. Welcome to the Bottom Line Bombs. I am your host, C.J. Sullivan, the man, the, man, the
1: man in the box.
0: Yes, it is me. It's Monday, November 20th, Thanksgiving week. Starting at 2 o'clock a little bit later on C block. Got a little late start. It's a holiday because it's just us. Everyone's. I'm literally the man in the box here this week. Everyone's ditched me. So that means they took my soundboard, and I only have the mo... Warning now, C-generates. I only have the mobile bomb noise, which is a little startling. It's a little bit... Good God! (laughs) But thank you for joining us. Let's see if we got the comments here. I want to make sure I'm doing the show right. Sometimes I don't do it right. Here's Todd Moore, Sorry, He says bombs. That's usually Andy Earbo. Welcome. Everyone. Welcome to the chat. We got a great show today. We got the week r- recap of weekend 11 We got a big Monday night football game tonight. I'll get to that right out of the way. Right out of the way, because that starts soon with the time sensitive manner. Um got a special man in the box from my man PHB. I'm gonna talk a little more Teresa Thompson, too. I forgot to talk about her. I mean, I talked about it a little bit when it happened, and that story broke, but it's been getting funnier, the Teresa Thompson story in my mind. Um, but anyway, what a weekend it's been. There was a lot of funny stuff that happened over the weekend. The Formula One racing in Vegas. I've, I've been laughing at that. Not that, uh, that whatever. It, it turned out to be fine. But all the negative stories because they pissed off the locals is just so funny to go over the top with it. Like, this is Firefest 2.0. Formula One racing is told Vegas to fuck the fuck off. Like, Jesus. All right. It wasn't that bad of an event. Eh, yeah, but they're doing a class action lawsuit. Anyway, we'll get past that. Um, but tonight, see, Generates, with the uh, Chiefs-Eagles-Super Bowl. The best game of the week, hopefully. Obviously. I am an Eagle fan. I have yet to rewatch that Super Bowl. It's too traumatic. I watched it in... I was in Philly. We are doing a show at Punchline there in Fishtown. We had a party. It was amazing. An amazing weekend. And then, uh... Then it was, not <laughs> it was incredible to the end. They did blow that game. I'm not saying the chiefs aren't deserving champion, better team, but the Eagles definitely blew that fucking Super Bowl. Now tonight, what's going to happen? The lines two and a half, 45 and a half going up to 46. Um, you'd think too high off. They're both off buys. Now we all know Andy Reed off the buy, Andy Reed off the buy. Oh my God. Your mom knows that handicap trend. Andy Reed's good off the buy. We get it. Understood. He's gotta fix the offense. Which he might. Uh everyone's on the Chiefs tonight. Minus two and a half. I'm not I'm, I'm not even gonna play a side. It, it's it, you got it was so funny when you, when you ha. That was that was good talking. When you have two teams like this, you're like, well, when do you ever see Kansas City at minus a field less than a field goal at home? You gotta take that. But then you're like, when do you ever see the Eagles at plus money? You gotta take that. So then you take them both. <laughs> And you get the loss, uh, but it's Kelsey on Kelsey action. You got Travis versus Jason. All the moms and aunts. Everyone knows the the Kelsies. Thanks to that Amazon documentary. I like Jason. He's got a pant. You see that meme that goes around? Hey guys, you still have a chance. This one's sexiest man of the year, and this one's dating Taylor Swift. So you guys still have a chance. And they show a picture of them in college playing football, and they're like nerds. Yeah, they're not. They're not nerds. They're they're Division one football players. They uh, And they turned out to be professional athletes. So you don't have a chance is what we're trying to say. I don't have a chance and you don't have a chance. You'll never be in people's sexiest man alive, but that's fine. Um, Lane Elliott says, see Janet's for life. What's up, brother? What's up? E. Arba? We're all here. We're all doing great. Thank you for coming on in. Taylor Swift will not be there tonight. That's the big news. Because apparently Travis Kelsey's terrible without Taylor Swift. <laughs> His numbers are a little different. All right. A little fairly different. Uh, she had to reschedule a show. He, he was in Argentina during the buy. We all saw that. And then what? Some girl died of heat stroke. So they uh, had to reschedule for Monday. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Swifty. Stay hydrated, Swifties. Now we're gonna now we're gonna fuck up the Chiefs game because of you. Yeah, apparently that that was a real story. She was probably happy. She was trending. The girl who's dead, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the dead Swifty. Probably very happy. But Taylor's gonna do it. DeAndre Swift. Will he step up tonight? Who knows? What's the other what was the other one I wanted to do at the uh Kelsey's? In the professional athlete angle, I forget it, um, but yeah, T Swift, not in not doing a damn concert. Someone had over like, how is she not dying of heat exhaustion? My, I mean, I guess she's moving around. She because she stays hydrated. Taylor, maybe do a little PSA for your dying fans. Your fans are literally dying to watch you. Why don't you tell them to have some juice, have some uh, electrolytes? Before you get out there, before you get out of the locker room. But it's Thanksgiving weekend. Uh also, Mr. I will be doing my Thanksgiving bombs. It'll probably be Wednesday. I'm not sure if it'll be live or not, wherever we record. Still deciding that the ends and outs. But stay tuned to the YouTube page or follow me on Instagram, any of that stuff. I'll keep you all updated. But uh, make sure you subscribe and like this button, of course. Um but let's get to the game. Let's get a couple props I like. One, I like Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown. Plus one ten. We're gonna get. We're gonna give that out real quick here. Hold on. Let me just do that. Good God. <laughs> um. Thank you, Todd Morse. Says sick coat CJ. This is from uh, Todd Morse. If you're looking at my watching the new the uh, on YouTube, this is not from the new Navy. This is not from the middle aged Navy. Not the pre-Pescent Navy either. This is from the old Navy, my friend. Anyway. Uh, JC from KC says, what's up, C let Go Chiefs? Well, we'll see about that. Uh, should be a great game. i, I literally don't not even taking a side on the game. Oh okay, yeah, I'm gonna do some props. Jalen Hurts, plus one ten touchdown. He was he's been injured. This is gonna be his first game without a knee brace. And apparently he's moving around fine. I like I think he's gonna rush the ball a lot. Um You're always in there with the old brotherly shove, tush push. Has has Andy Reid solved the tush push over the? I bet Andy. I don't. I'm not going to say Andy Reid's jealous of the brotherly shove, but he does love absurd, ridiculous plays around the goal line. It's not as aesthetically pleasing the shove. That's why he probably doesn't like it. He likes to do ring around the rosy and, you know, you put a prank football in your pants and things. Come, He likes to fuck around down there. So I bet he is a little bit jealous of that. But anyway, we're going to go Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown plus 110. And so what happens is it's, the Eagles do not stop. Eagles do not have a good pass defense versus wide receivers. Wide receivers light up the Chiefs. Although Chiefs don't have a great wide receivers. Rashad Sheehy or Rashad Sheehy, whatever the fuck his name is. He's been all right. He's been good. He's the number one. So, but that does create value, though, with the other chief receivers. Um, specifically, Marquez Vance, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he shows up in big games. His over-under is only 19. So, we're going to play MVS Marquez Valdez-Scantling over 19 yards. I don't see how this doesn't. He can just do one catch, and this is going to hit. Bomb that. Hold your ears, boys. <laughs> Also, Sky Moore is like 15 and a half yards. How do you not take both of these? Take Sky Moore over 15. <laughs> I mean, these are one catch versus Eagles secondary. That's great. Uh, I do kind of like the uh, under a little bit. It's going to be a little kind of what? Uh, will the Tush push rule be back next year? Terminate. Listen, they tried to boycott it last year, they can't. It's it's literally the basis of football of shoving another guy. This is how when they say oh it's not football no this is actually that's the thing with the the touch push it actually is it's the football to its core before the forward pass was in a man this is what football was but also this is this is special for my C Jeneritz and as an Eagle fan and J C oh uh, well I was going to bring out the latter. There is a kitty's on the ladder. I don't want to ruin the thing. If you're watching, I do have the ladder. Um, I'm liking the Sky Moore ladder, to be honest with you. 15 and a half is where it starts. 56 yards for Sky Moore plus 400. We're going to give that out. 66. Then you just keep going up the ladder. That's what you mean by the ladder. You keep going up. 66. 76. I hit the. If you listen to the prop show with the main boys, I hit the Calvin Ridley ladder. We almost saved the kitty. We almost got all the way to the top at, at 110 yards, but we got 100 yards out of Calvin Ridley, which was 7 to 1, not too shabby. This Sky Moore ladder, you saved the kitty at 86 yards, and that is plus 2135. Did you hear me, Chi Generates? Over 21 to 1 if Sky Moore gets 86 yards, 12 and a half to 1 if he gets to 76 yards. How do we not hit these ladders? So I'm giving out a little Sky Moore ladder. JC says he's seen more people on the birds. Well, it's the pros versus Joes. They say, I mean, they say the public, that's the thing. They love saying, oh, the public's on Philly, but the sharps are on Kansas City. Meanwhile, these reports are coming like from middle of the week. Like what public are you talking about? Public's not betting on a game on Tuesday morning for a game seven days from now. So, um, The line hasn't moved. It's been at two and a half. Occasionally went to three. Then went right back down to two, uh, two and a half. But anyway, it should be a great game. I don't want to get too into it. Those are my props. Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown. Marquez Van Der over 19. Sky Moore over 15 and a half. And then run that, run that Sky Moore ladder. I'm staying away from Travis Kelsey because a Taylor Swift fan didn't have enough nutrients and died of heat stroke. So T-Swift had to reschedule a concert for tonight. And ruined everything. We ruined the broadcast. Thank God she's not going to be there. Not because I'm not even, nothing against her, but the football broadcasters lose their minds. They're all they're all inappropriate dads. No, we're never getting back together. They think the funniest joke is just to mention Taylor Swift. Concert. Just shows anyway. Um, oh, I forgot to tweet this out. I should probably, should I do it now or not? You know what? Who cares? You, you Oh. You're here. You're either here with me now or you're not. It's too late. To, too late to do. Uh, the chat. The chat's good enough. It's Thanksgiving week. I know you guys are going to go somewhere. Hey, but make sure you. T- my my Thanksgiving show will be great. I will say that. The turkey bombs and all that. But first, let me tell you about Bet Three Sixty Five because that's what we're brought to you by. The world's favorite sports book, trusted by over eighty-eight million players worldwide. Props, size, totals, live betting. Bet Three Sixty Five has you covered. And if you like boost, you're going to love Bet365s. 30% profit boost on your NFL same-game parlay. Sign up today. Choose from two bonus offers. Either get a $1,000 no-sweat bet or five dollars get $150 in bonus bets. Just head to sportsgamingpodcast.com. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash Bet365. Or use the sign-up link in our show bio. Give. I almost did a uh... <laughs> Will Farrell there. Anchor man
1: and read the odd copy.
0: I'm supposed to give out a bet, 365 bet that I like, and I just did. Over MVS and over Skymore. Over Skymore 15F. Come on. How does that not? I don't understand how that not hits. Kadarius Tony's not a thing, unless it's the Super Bowl. Anyway, if you have a problem gambling, and you do, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Maybe they'll help you out. Maybe they'll help you pick a side tonight for KC or Philly. Me versus JC tonight. Um, Should be a good game. Anyway, we are back. Let's get into the weekend, the week recap of week 11. Um, the bombs went three and two. So we were eight and two the last two weeks. We went, uh, so... 5 and 0 oh, two weeks last week 3 and 2 yesterday. So that makes us 8 and 2 for the quarterly. Eh, it's kind of a hit. We kind of needed to go 5 and oh, at least 4 and 1 when it's so so difficult. But we're still in it. It's it's, it's 3 and 2 is not devastating. Obviously it's a winner, but we're trying to get some real winnings. That 100 grand for, we got two more weeks to go. But 3 and 2 we'll take. Um we won the Cleveland Browns. That was a hilarious game. We knew we thought that line went too too long. I mean, still 13 10. I mean, the Steelers. Oh my God. They're still, Steelers still might win that division, and they are horrendous. Their offense makes no sense. Anyway, a lot of tight games. So we had the Browns 13 10. Anyone watch, does everyone watch football? I'll ask you, C. Jenner. Do you guys watch football on uh, the Red Zone channel? It's a very popular channel. My buddy Brian Petrovich said watching football in the Red Zone is like a porn with all money shots. There's no storyline. You don't know how anyone got there. It's, Here it is. There they go. I've said. I've always said. Uh, I've, I've expressed my issues with Scott Hansen, the narrator. There, I don't like Scott Hansen. I like Ciciliano, who did the other one, but that canceled because he—he's you know, a man of the people. Hanson is a company man; he's an NFL man. You could tell. My issues with him—he always acts like he's giving you these like, these highlights as a gift. Like, oh, I gotta show you what happened down in Jacksonville. Wait a you see? I would—they well, told me not to, but I said, you know what? These the people deserve it. But last night, he he's always he's always throwing his producers under the bus. They don't know how to split screen He's like, okay, let's go back to Cleveland. So the Cleveland-Pittsburgh game, he was all over the place. Wait, Cleveland's got the ball back. How'd they get the ball back? I don't know, Scott. How about you tell us? You're the one fucking watching the game, aren't you? Sorry for the curse there. But he's like, okay, we'll have to rewind. We'll have to check back on that. What do you mean check back? What are you talking about? Oh, okay, Pittsburgh punted. Apparently, Pittsburgh punted the ball. Also, the the, the ticker is hiding the breaking news: uh, Rosalind Carter died. I'm gonna break that to you. Rosalind Carter died. Uh, she's obviously the late wife, the wife of late Jimmy Carter, President Jimmy Carter, who's also dead. Then he comes back next game break. Okay, turns out Jimmy Carter's not dead. My bad. How do we get there? Let's do a little life rewind in Jimmy Carter's life. Okay, there he is in hospice. This, this was all, this all happened, by the way. (laughs) E. Arbor says, great pick on Jacksonville. Game was a game was a fucking route. That's for damn sure. There's a great, that was a great Jacksonville win. Uh, Will Levis. Yeah. The honeymoon is over with Will Levis. That was, that should have been more of a blowout than it was to be honest with you. Um, KC. ladder chat. We hit the when we hit the Calvin Ridley ladder on that one, and we got Sky Moore ladder tonight. So let's just do that. Um, where was it? Oh, yeah. so so Hanson. What was Hanson's like? Don't worry, don't worry, fans. If anyone who's worried about the Chicago Detroit game, they went to the two minute warning. We have it bookmarked. He keeps saying his like drives bookmarked. What are you talking about? I mean, I watch it. I'm not saying I don't watch it. Listen, anything I make fun of here, I'm saying this out of love. I watch Red Zone. It's a great way to watch it. I'm going to say, sometimes Hanson gets on me, though. And the witching hour. and The the witching hour. Jimmy Carter's not dead. How do we get the ball? Who's got the ball? Why won't the producers show me this? Sometimes he'll demand, like, okay, let's get a replay of that. Let's, Let's see if that ball came out. Yeah, Hanson, you're not in charge of the actual feed. You know that, right? You're just a guy in New York getting feeds like everyone else is. And you're like, eight, the, the delay is like 12 seconds, too. It's in, it's crazy. You can't live in-bet with red zone. And it's great. I'm not saying it's not great. I watch red zone, too. The late window, ER. Bro. See, now, see ER, by, by the time the late window comes, there's only three games. I need to calm the red zone down a little bit. I need to take that off. He was demanding a split screen for a play for, for like someone trying to draw someone off sides. Like who cares? You know they're trying to draw them off sides. It's the dullest play in sports. But whatever. So anyway, so we hit the Cleveland Browns game. We hit uh, Buffalo Bills minus seven with the Jets. That was a route. Speaking of disasters and Zach Wilson, he's finally done. Finally done after playing the fifth. And they're still not going with Trevor Simeon. That's what's uh, pretty amazing. How, I mean, they're playing Tim Boyle from Eastern Kentucky. How fucking bad is Trevor Simeon? But they finally benched. Finally bench Zach Wilson. Um, the Jets are so, they're just, we can't get rid of these Jets. They're on TV every, they're going to be on TV again this week on Black Friday. Good God, get them off. Oh, but they had a players-only meeting this week before the big after getting before getting blown out. And then they uh, (laughs) they put Hackett in the box. That's the thing that Paul Hackett. They are really letting Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, he's Paul Hackett's good, isn't he? Now it's funny that Sean Payton is actually the good guy in that story. Oh, remember when Sean Payton called Nathaniel Hackett a piece of shit? He was right. Boy, we we all owe Sean Payton apology for being an absolute dick. To Nathaniel Hackett for no reason. That's how much we hate the Jets and hack Hackett. But that was the move. You, you can only do two moves if your offense is bad. One, well, you can either take the man out of the box and bring him on the field or take him off the field and put him in the box. Wherever he is, you got to switch it up. Pittsburgh, they took Canada out of the box and they fixed their offense, they said. And then they didn't yesterday. And then hack it. Well, we're gonna put him in the box. He's on the field. We gotta quiet his world down. That's what Sa- Robert Sally said. Let's try to quiet his world down. <laughs> Let me tell you, people, it's not easy to be in the box. I've I've proven that. You can there's only one man in the box, NFL cor- offensive coordinators. <laughs> Not so easy, is it, Nathaniel? I guess you just couldn't hack it in the box. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's what I said. Anyway, uh, then there was a fight, in a lot in the in the uh, corridors, going to the locker rooms. How are these stadiums still have the same tunnel and the same locker? How do you allow these people to be with each other? That would have been awesome if those linemen fought. Then there's a video of of Zach Wilson and Robert Sally like, yeah, this is not for us. We are both out of town here, so let's get the fuck out of here. But yeah, now Sean Payton is the good guy in that one because that's how bad Nathaniel Hackett was. And and I was on the Broncos last night, by the way, who did not cover at minus two and a half. That was not one of the bombs I gave out, but I was side bet just to... Personal man in the box bets. Uh, Because how can you not have action on the Sunday night game? Took Denver minus two and a half. I liked them. Minnesota should have won that game outright. The fact that Minnesota lost that game was impossible. But we almost got a miracle cover. They scored a touchdown. I was watching with, I was in El Segundo at this party. I'll talk about that later in the man in the box segment. But um, these Bronco fans, and they're celebrating the touchdown. And I'm like, I thought you had. I'm like, it doesn't mean anything unless they make this two-pointer. That's the only thing that matters is this two-point conversion. Everything in the world, the overhits for the two-point conversion, the Broncos cover, and it was the worst two-point play ever. I'm like, how should you even be happy? And now everyone today is celebrating Denver. Oh, Russell Wilson, Sean payton they've really turned it around. Fuck them. They didn't cover. You don't cover minus two. There's nothing worse than when a team wins and doesn't cover and you you bet them, especially when it's like two and a half. Good God. What kind of two-point play was that, Russell? Anyway, shout Congratulations, Broncos. Um, man, we're going fast. I'm speeding by these things fast, aren't we? Before we get to the other bottom, we, what did we hit? We hit Jacksonville. We hit Buffalo. and We hit Cleveland. I'll get to the losses after the break because their losses are more fun to talk about. Um, I do have to give a shout out to my man, Tommy DeVito. A bust them Giants, baby. Huh? You bet your ass. That was my favorite. That was my favorite win of the day yesterday. Who are we kidding? The Giants beating Washington. They just beat Washington. That's what they're doing. Tommy DeVito. We thought he was gonna get whacked. It's final game, but he got made. It it was a turnaround. It wasn't like a regular mob movie. It was a mob movie with a happy ending. It's a rare one. He didn't get whacked. I didn't see I did not see that coming. I must admit, and I'm happy, I love Tommy DeVito. They let him throw the ball. He threw a couple touchdowns on of command. Well, how bad is Washington? Washington's hilarious. They almost swept Philly. They could have beat Seattle last week. And then they get run by Tommy DeVito. I bet they'll beat Dallas on Thanksgiving. Not to look ahead. But my God, Tommy DeVito. I didn't know he was going to get made. I, I thought the books were closed. I thought he was getting whacked in the basement. We're going to find out on the pay phone and start cracking it. But it was more like, uh, it was less Goodfellas. It was less Godfather. It was, um, Wait, what's a mob movie with a happy ending? Mickey blue eyes. <laughs> oh, no, I never saw 29th street. If you never saw 29th street, it's an underrated little, it's a little, you know, it's a light, it's a it's a comedy with a mob influence to it. Danny Aiello, the late great Danny Aiello, uh, Anthony LaPaglia. It's about the first state, uh, New York State lottery winner. It's a true story. Anyway, I love it. Um, Danny Aiello, amazing performance in it. I am not a loser. He says shit like that. It's pretty it's incredible. There's a scene. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm getting. Old. Now I'm anyway. It's a it's a good. It's a fun. It's a Christmas movie. It's a little mom that it's. 29th streets a little, little dinner. it's my Tommy DeVito thing. That's mine. That's my uh It's my little tip for you guys. There's this one point where I'll 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 tell you this scene because every degenerate can uh every C and degenerate can relate to this. Danny Ayello plays the dad and he's like, son, I need to borrow some money from you. Anthony Polly is a son, one of the sons. I need to borrow some money, I got a tip on a horse, you know. It's like, come on, I got, I got a feeling I got a win. I'm got a feeling I'm gonna win or something, you know. And he's like, all right, I'll let you borrow money. And He goes upstairs. Let me go get upstairs. And he's like, he's like, Ted, it's in the, it's in the sock drawer, third left, third drawer to the left. Like he knows where he keeps the money. Anyway, he gives him seven hundred dollars. All right, thank you. Goes out. Then he hears when he wins seven hundred dollars. Then he goes to the local house. He won the dice game down in the local. Next you know he's like, he's like, I. He He's trying to get his dad back. He's like, "Hi, hey, you want to go bat out of hell to Atlantic City?" So then he waits for him. He ran it up to like five k or something. And he's waits for him on the doorstep. On the on the doorstep, it, that Danny comes back, you know, three in the morning, whatever. And the pal is waiting for him. He's like, "Oh God, where have you been? Thank God." He's like, uh, "It's like God oh, bad news for you. I lost your seven hundred dollars. I lost seven hundred dollars." It's like, oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say you lost it all because you're up 5K. So just give me the rest. We'll hold on to it, you know, for rent. It's like, no, there's no rest. There's no rest. I I lost your $700. Okay, you lost $700, but where's the rest of it? There is no rest. You gave me $700, and I lost that. Yeah, but you had it up to 4K, 5K. Yeah, it's gone. What do you mean it's gone? It's all gone? Yeah, but that doesn't count because that was their money. What do you mean it was their money? was their money that doesn't matter you gave me 700 i came back without that 700 doesn't that make sense and it does make sense until he has a line yeah you had their money in your pocket though right that pays our rent sure if you want to look at it that way anyway it's fun stuff like that for daddy what do you get to when you get in there with daddy hello everything's a good time but you gotta lie. i'm not a loser he's incredible anyway Sorry, I'm a little worked up. Eric Terman says, "Reporter, you're eliminated from the playoffs." Ron Rivera, it's not how you start, tight finish. At least, had, at least he knew this time. Ron Rivera. Last year, they didn't yeah, Ron Rivera probably can't believe he's still the coach? That's his thing. Can they give him a Thanksgiving day Thanksgiving game fire? They can't do that. They got to They got to wait till after the holidays. Hey, man, Staley. I'll get the Staley next. My God, it was, he was part of our losses. I knew that was. Uh, I should have known it was coming. Should have known that was coming, but we didn't. All right, let me let me do a quick read. Uh, Prize Picks is a show, just like it's a show. It's a game to play while you're watching. You get a minimum of two bolt two. <laughs> Prize Picks is a prop game, and you get you get to do cross sports, you do higher and lower, so but you can just do it to like, like I said, like sky Moore higher than 15 and a half. Marvis Scanling higher than 19 Jalen hurts over higher than 48 yards. Do that. You can play alongside some of Prospect pick favorite players like rapper Meek mill, comedian Andrew Schultz. You would you find the community plays under the promos tab and fade the shit out of them. Uh, <laughs> the after the entry, the biggest names in the prize picks meet each week. They even offer a reboot policy. This is why I fucked up last week. God, you certainly shouldn't curse during an ad read. I know the company's going to give me notes for that. But prize picks, that's how excited I am for it. It offers a reboot policy so your entire entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half, does not return in the second, that player's rebooted prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an insurance policy last week I said uh that Thursday I should I was doing it for the Cincinnati Baltimore game and I gave out an idea of a hypothetical what if Joe Burrow gets injured tonight you get your insurance and of course that's exactly what happened but was he hurt beforehand the bet detective is on that Point is, I'm not going to predict another injury again for tonight. But let's just—I don't want it to happen. I don't even—I don't even want to throw it back out there. JC from KC and other Chiefs fans, you're welcome. I won't even put it out there in a world of a Chiefs injury. Who would who would want such a thing? Let's win fair and square, but if Mahomes slipped on a banana peel or something, that wouldn't be the worst place. Anyway, um, go to prizepicks.com backslash SGPN. Use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com backslash SGPN. Code SGPN. picks Daily fantasy sports made easy. Also, Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger, by betting, smarter NFL season Hall of Fame bets. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users. Research with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And we are back here on the Bottom Line Bombs. I am CJ your host. The bet detective, the man in the box. Now I'm going to get into some... Of the losses, that was a lot. Boy, I was firing away. Want to do some connections? Um, yeah, I was gonna do some Cincinnati. That was hilarious. That Cincinnati shit, though. I will say that. Um, the Bengals. If you didn't, if you didn't say Joe Burrow out for the year, terrible. Uh, but he had a previous injury. He had a wrist thing going on. He had that sleeve on his wrist. The Bengals put out one of those videos. You know, the players getting off the bus. And you know those like this is how you show up to work. This is this is a business trip. Here's how you you know just the dumb shit of a couple of players. But Burrow was in the background getting off the bus, and some somebody spotted that. Uh, you know, I think it was a reporter actually for Cincinnati he had a um, a sling on his right arm that he was wearing underneath his sleeve, like the kind of ones you like you use it for computers almost. But it wasn't seen right. You know, so he goes, well, what the hell's going on back there? Why is Burrow wearing a sling on a flight? And then the Bengals, they uh deleted the tweet and said, everything's fine. Oh, okay. Really? Because that's not what people do when everything's fine. They just don't delete the evidence. Like the Michigan linebacker coach who just decided to smash a computer with a hammer. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'm sure nothing's wrong here. No, I just need a new computer. So I thought I'd get a a mul- a peen hammer and destroy it and drop and drop this one off a highway till it's smashed into pieces. Isn't that how you normally get rid of old computers? Also, meathead. That's not how computers work. The information will still be stored. Sorry, one more time for, for everyone. 29th Street is the name of that movie. Everyone said the Christmas mob movie. 29th Street. I mean, it's not the greatest thing, though, but it's a, it's a little hidden gem. Not a little bad. Not too bad. Um, JC says he calls it Miss MVS, Mr. Applebee's, because he's a two for 20 special two for catch. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Mr. Applebee's. Hey, I, I wouldn't mind having Mr. Applebee's as a nickname anyway, in all generalness. Um, but yeah, he does get two for 20, but big games. Here's the thing, JC. Marquez Valdez can drops a lot of passes too. But in big games he does show up. He does with big catches. He's a he's a clutch receiver if you will. You always need one of those guys around and and tonight will be a big game for sure. No doubt about that. All right, let's get to the losses before we get cuz I'll be talking more about the Bengals obviously as we go down the road. Uh we are lo- we lost uh Dolphins. That seemed like a mop bet when it did it, but like oh man. It was a weird game. They didn't punt to like almost the fourth quarter Miami, Like, I, I just don't understand how they weren't scoring. They were driving up and down. They were doing everything fine. Raiders weren't doing anything. And then they just weren't scoring. Like, yeah, we don't really want to score. They still almost got it at the end, but whatever. Anyway, that wasn't covered. cover. That's a loss. What can you do? Nothing wrong with that. It was just bizarre. Um, that was the only one by seven. I was shocked. And I don't, even, I don't even think the Raiders played great. The Miami just, just never got a go. They just never scored. The offense, whatever. Don't talk about it. But the other one I want to talk about was the Chargers. We had Chargers minus uh, three, which I thought was going to set up perfectly when the Packers missed that extra point. It was going to be great. But the Chargers did what the Chargers did. And people are like making fun like making fun. You don't trust the Chargers on the road. Okay, you're right still. But they still should have won and covered. It's amazing. Quentin Johnson dropping that pass down the sideline. I mean, he looked exactly like Mike. He has to be Mike Williams' little brother. it's amazing how Keenan Allen dropped that touchdown. But the defense is still bad. And Staley. It's amazing that he's still the coach. Oh, geez, Louise. Here's the clip. Let me play. uh, This is him. Oh, no, I just had it. What the fuck? Damn it. Never mind. Never mind. I just had to fucking stay. I just... Oh, here we go.
1: And it's like I, I've told is. you, and like I've told you from the beginning, I have full confidence in our way of playing. Full confidence in myself as the play caller and the way that we teach and the way that we scheme. Full confidence in that. We got to bring this group together and do it consistently. Okay? And that's where it's at. So... You can stop asking that question, okay? I'm going to be calling the defenses, okay? So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. I have full confidence, like I've t- I told you, and like
0: that—that that sounds like a man who has full confidence. Full confidence—he's going to be fired. When you start snapping reporters, it is a legitimate question. Uh yeah, coach, your defense is horrendous. I don't know if you noticed that. You're a defensive coach, right? Yeah. Have you ever thought about not being a defensive coach? Has that ever come up? Because you're a defensive specialist, yet your defense is terrible. And I mean, like the worst in the league, terrible. You scored 38 points last week versus Detroit. Herbert was amazed, five touches, and you lost because your defense is so bad. Was defense the only reason why you lost last week? No, no. Did an Austin Eckler fumble in the two hurt? Sure. Do your receivers who you don't have uh, dropping passes? Yeah, that hurts. But also, let's not forget, Coach, you're terrible at defense. Have you thought about putting someone in a box, getting them out of the box, someone else calling defense but you? You can stop asking me that, okay? Stop asking like a parent. You can stop at – listen, we're not stopping at McDonald's. You can stop asking me that. We're going to your grandmother's for Thanksgiving, okay? I have full confidence. Well, you shouldn't. That means you're even more delusional. When you start getting mad at the reporters, speaking to reporters, this might as well talk to Teresa Thompson.
1: <laughs> we got to bring this group together and do it consistently.
0: I can't. I can't with this one. I can't with that one. I can't with that one. The Teresa Thompson thing really kind of blew up. You know what's so funny? Here's the thing with Teresa Thompson. So she was on part of my t- I mentioned a little bit last week. This is kind of an old story by now. It was amazing how they just let her stay on Amazon because who cares? A quote came out, she was on part of my take and that, that that's part of the problem. When you put these people on comedy podcasts, like the comedy sports podcast, when you put, see, I'm a comedian impersonating a sportscaster, not the other way around. These sportscasters want to be comics and they try to be funny. This is how to be funny. And that's and that's definitely hot girl funny. Carissa Thompson, she's a hot woman, you know, they don't know what humor is. They think humor is not giving a fuck. Yeah, I just made up shit. Isn't that hilarious? Ah! And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, if the coach didn't say anything, I'm like, all right, so I just made it up. They want to rush the passer. Ah! And then and then when she got all this blowback, she goes, well, I never lied. Yes, you did. What, what are you talking about? These people think you just say whatever you want. We'll have to believe it. We know you're an attractive woman, but we're we're not married. To you. We don't have to put up with this. We know you. You've. What's funny is, and now so now all the sideline reporters are upset because she said because she said she made up quotes about, about coaches, and now and and because and I get why other sideline reporters because it dismisses their job, which is already a tough job of uh, for credibility because everyone's like fuck sideline reporters they give you nothing. And so all the companies go, listen, they're during the week. They do a lot of study, blah, blah, blah. And I get it. But both things can be true. Sideline reporters can be important for the broadcast coverage of the game and information during the week and all that shit. And interviewing a coach as he's literally running towards the locker room before halftime is worthless. That's a thing created by television executives. Hey, interviewed a coach on the sideline. Tell us the injury report. Tell us about the guy who just got injured. Actually, is injured. Like that's not reporting. Yeah, you're. They're running away from you. They're not telling you anything. And the fact that you can make up quotes about about coaches and no coaches realize it or called you out on it shows you how little they give it to you. Chargers do never hire good coaches. I tell you what the worst crime about the Teresa Thompson thing is. Now you have sideline, because now you have all these sideline reports. It's like when teachers talk about how they're the toughest job in the world. And parents and moms, oh, we are the toughest. You don't understand what teachers go through. We get it. It's very noble. Oh, so so half of your uh, teachers are crazy and you have sex with the students, but we don't want to have that conversation because you're not priests. Anyway, um, but now the sideline reporters got to talk about how tough their job, and now they're tweeting out. And You had uh, Molly McGrath tweeting, out, getting soaked by Gatorade. They got a cross-country flight in pumps and chair, and it's still sticky. But this is why I do it. Oh God! Now we got to hear sideline reporters brag about how tough their job is. My thanks a lot, Teresa. I'm just saying, the sideline interview with the coaches. During half, it does fucking prove nothing. You get nothing out of it. And it's, and the reason why it's not journalistic and they don't even want to do it. It's, it's just made by TV and TV executives don't know. They don't care about journalism. They just want to show. Look, like Howard Cosell, when he's, he's first, like he refused to do it. Cause he's like, yeah, what are they going to tell me? And it's just unnatural people. They make bits out of it. Coaches sprint away from them. Popovich is a fucking dick to him on purpose. Isn't that hilarious? How much of an asshole Popovich is? It's mandate. It's contract mandate, is the only reason why they're doing it. But like I said, that's the dangers when you try to be funny and you're not a funny person. Especially if you're someone like Teresa Thompson. And I'm, I'm sure she's great of a person. But her being hot girl humor. Is that they just, I would make shit up and no one would call. Yeah, no one called you out on it because your name is Charissa. I bet no one called you out on a lot of shit, Charissa, in life. And she's great. She's a great journalist. Oh, my God. It's the worst thing when I have to tell you how, how important her journalism is. But it's dangerous. It's dangerous when you, anytime you get these sports broadcasters comedy shows or put them on there in the pressure, and that's like it's the podcast. Yeah, she feels the pressure to be funny on that show. Happens when you give Joe Buck a show at HBO. It gets ruined in one episode. <laughs> oh, actually, more. I want more disasters like that. I I can't believe she said that. To be honest with you, I can believe she made it up, which is great. I can't believe. She, that's now that is privilege. So a lot of people come up to the race like the race world. Like if, if if like if I you know Lisa Salters like a black girl you know said that you know we be listen. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not saying it's not white girl privilege, but also she doesn't do. She didn't say why she does it now. She's not a sideline reporter now. The fact that she's still on there is great like, well, you lost all credibility. Credibility for what? These these shows are fluff pieces. It's all propaganda. And <sighs> Moore says, "Laura Ingram's the only female reporter that tells the truth." Yeah, she's a reporter, all right. <laughs> Terman says, "Make Taylor Swift the sideline reporter. Have her sing the reports. Not a bad deal." The NFL sure would like that. How amazing is that? If this is the super, if tonight's Kansas City Philly is a Super Bowl preview. Also, the rematch of last year's Super Bowl. Then you'll have Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl, and she's at the game where they, where she turned down to be the halftime entertainment. Remember that the NFL who doesn't pay their halftime entertainment? Hey, Taylor, you want to play our halftime for for exposure? Exposure? No, I'm good on exposure, actually. You could, tell you what, you could open for me, NFL, if you want. What do you guys call this thing? A Super Bowl? Yeah, how about I do a concert, and you can do your little Super Bowl thing uh, beforehand or something. After, I don't know, whatever you do. I don't know, whatever you call it. That's the thing with the funny commercials, right? Yeah, I'm Taylor Swift. I don't need your exposure. Anyway. <laughs> um, So that's that should be a great game. That's Laura. <laughs> Teresa Thompson, i uh long not a longer, a longer man of bog. Where are we at here? Oh, we're only at 45 minutes. It's pretty been pretty quick. Um there was that Michigan. Speaking of TV moments, although I just saw ta- I just said this in a college experience. Uh, this was, it would call me Dundee. Um And now uh, we did some dark humor on there. There was a moment um the Florida State quarterback got hurt. Very tragic. Not tragic, but sad, because they were undefeated, but there goes their chances. They were showing a, a live highlight from on the college scoreboard of the guy from ESPN and Booker McFarland. And they're like, Okay, they're down thirteen nothing, but here's what he does. Here he goes. And then boom, he got injured and the ankles dangling, And they're like, Oh God, Jesus. We didn't know that was gonna happen. Producers, help me out. What the fuck? And then they had to apologize to the audience for a while. Anyway. That's neither here nor there. Let's get to the box. How do I get to the box? We can do this. Ew! look at this. We're locked in. Oh, the ladder behind me. Look at that. There you go for ladder chatter. Like I said, I got I'm on Sky Moore ladder tonight. You can save that kitty at 86 yards at 21 and a half to one. That's a huge Sky Moore ladder. Go from 56 to 86, 4 to 1, 7 to 1, 12 to 1, 21 to 1. That's my ladder chatter. This jacket does look dope. You're right, everybody. See generates. Um yeah, it was a good weekend. Last night I was at I was in El Segundo. The man in the box was out. I got I left the box. My buddy's girlfriend's birthday party at a tiki bar. Everyone was supposed to wear Hawaiian shirts. I didn't uh I didn't wear I forgot to wear it. I felt bad. Because so I have a bunch of Hawaiian shirts for my old Narcovelli character. I, which I'm gonna bring back for Bet Detective, since I am a Bet Detective now. teaser. Or please I for whatever it was. Um, anyway, I forgot to wear the shirt, so I was pissed. But anyway, um, but here's the thing that I totally want to talk about. Uh it was fine, whatever party. It made me uh like the Irish goodbye even more, I have more respect for the Irish goodbye. This was tough because there was only one exit out of the bar. And this was one of those birthday parties, and the person hosting it really grill you when you're trying to leave, which is insane to me. I felt like I needed a lawyer. you're trying to leave and they start going, well, why? What do you got going on tomorrow? You don't gotta work. Gotta, well, we gotta do I'm like, well, I gotta come and do my shows. What time? What do you what do you care? What are you what are you picking me up? Were you driving me there? Do you do you never want me to leave? Fine, I'm going home with you. I'm going home with this entire party. What the fuck are you talking about? They and it's they take it personally. They, just, they, they, don't, they don't even know why they're arguing it. But I felt like I needed a lawyer. Okay, then you go that then what? Then what do you got to do? Why are you go- It's Sunday night. How about that? How about go fuck yourself? Sorry. Maybe you want to think. Anyway. E. Arbor says 29th Street is banned. I guess just like Green Street hooligans. Who the hell is banning these films from streaming? Found on YouTube. But yes, I did. For- it is difficult to find that on streaming service. I should have brought that up. I have a VHS cassette tape of 29th Street. You can find it on YouTube. 29th Street. Don't watch it now. Watch it as soon as the show's over, which will be in a couple minutes. Uh today's a special day, 1120, November 20th. Um it is the birthday of the late great Pat Bryce. Chitty chatty, laddie patty. Pat Bryce uh, was a great comic from Chicago, my best friend growing up there. We did a show, um, me, him. Sean Flannery, Sean Cole, Nate Craig, a bunch of people called the visitors locker room back when it was on live internet radio. We would do it every day. It was similar to this, but it was a panel. It was a lot of cop bits and fake calls. It was a pretty good show. We had a good thing going. It was like right when podcast was a thing. This is back when Mark Marin was still on Coke. That's how old this was, but we didn't know what we were doing. We were fucking as far as recording and monetizing it. And, uh, we had a thing going on. Sirius Radio gave us a contract. They were going to do a thing with us, and then uh, the late great one summer, Pat Bryce uh, passed away tragically overnight. Um, and today is his birthday. And then Serious had like, well, They kind of took our contract away. Like, we're going to see how you how do you sound without uh, that guy? Does a guy dying affect your show? Turns out it did. <laughs> I know you do need a lawyer to leave the party. Anyway, the point is, it was his birthday. So uh, before you even watch 29th street, I do suggest you uh, go down a rabbit hole. Pat Bryce uh, bits. I'll play a bit for you uh, in a little bit. Um, He was great. But our visitors locker room show was a uh, huge, I We did bits like Blah, Blah Riley on the visitor's locker and Rick Riley. Th- what I was talking about with Teresa Thompson trying to be funny in sports, and that was our theme show. We are sp- comics impersonating sportscasters, not the other way around. Sportscasters all want to be comics. Stephen A. Smith thinks he's Steve Harvey. Pat McAfee, the fucking t- of course, he thinks he's you know the king of comedy. And nothing against them all, but I'm just saying it's just it's it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But Rick Riley, one of the most hated. He's just an amazing, you know, 9 times Sports Writer of the Year, which I don't get. It's just, he know, the worst. He he legit tried to be a stand-up comic for a while. This is back when, this is the VLR days. Like 2007, I want to say, or around that time maybe. I'm not sure. Mid-2000s. And he would do this skit on Sports Illustrated's website where he'd do, he'd do like a minute, two-minute stand-up routine on the sports highlights, headlines of the week. And we did a game, very, very famous, very, very successful game of the show where we'd play the setup of the clip and then we'd pause it right before the punchline. Cause it was always like, Oh boy, Ricky Williams got uh, arrested for weed. That's just like, you know, and then we'd pause it and like, and we would try to guess the punchline and listeners would try to guess and like, like, Oh, pu- weed and Ricky Williams is going to be Cheetos or something like that, you know? And it'd be surprising like how accurate you could get guessing his punchline. Anyway, it was a funny, it was a funny segment. You could cheat on it, but what's the point? That's not the point of it. We'd have fake Ron Jaworski calls come in. It was incredible. He uh, passed. He was a legend in Chicago. Shout out to Bernie Bryce, his dad, Bridgeport cop, the astronaut. Um, um, thousands of stories. His funeral week was actually incredible. And we recorded episodes of The Visitor's Locker Room right afterwards just to tell the stories of the funeral. I had friends who didn't know the guy. They got he's like oh man sorry about your buddy dying but I uh, heard the heard your shows about the funeral sounds like I missed a hell of a time and it was we drank we drank Jameson dry from a bar called uh Chinnick's, which is an amazing bar on the south side he lived, he's a south side Chicago guy he lived right across the street from uh US Cellular on 34th and Wallace and we went to Shinicks its Irish bar in Bridgeport Bridgeport uh, Illinois great great neighborhood and the uh, the funeral bar, we drank them dry out of Jameson's, which is pretty amazing. We drank uh, everything else, um, anyway, all week long. It was it was just bizarre. Some of his work, his work isn't banned, but we did our best. We did our best to preserve it, and uh, in honor of Chitty Chatty Laddie Patty, that's what I called him because his mom. Uh, he would always <laughs> his mom loved the one. I called him that. Mary Al, shout out to Mary So I still see Bernie and Mary Owls when I go back. To, every time I go back to Chicago, try to make it and get a nice South side. There he is the mayor. Sh- Bernie Bryce, Chicago cop. 30 years. 15 years, Kyle worked a beat in Bridgeport. 15 years, he was Mayor Daly's bodyguard. Pretty, pretty sweet gig for Bernie, for Bernie Bones, Bryce. Um, what was I going to say about Pat? Uh, I'll get to this bit. Here's a famous bit. I don't want to Get too into it because the show will go on forever if I keep talking about him. Uh, we did a 40th birthday party for him at Comiskey Park. That's how much of a legend he is on the South Side. Uh, we had him on the scoreboard and was at the, in the suite room there. USC, we call it. It's always Comiskey in my eyes. He would always say, "I'm a fucking call to USC." You get all fired up. He looked like a model. Pat Price sounded like a teamster, as Matt Bronger once specifically beautifully said. But the, that party was great. Kumail, Kyle Canaan, a lot of uh, great Chicago comedy. There's a book out about the Chicago comedy scene that's on the Amazon bestseller, New York Times bestseller list called The Perfect Amount of Wrong, written by Mike Bridenstine. He's a friend of ours. Uh, I'm in the book, in the scene a little bit, whatever. Google search me. I come up about 35 times. There's a whole chapter dedicated to Pat Bryce. But today is his birthday, and... um. I wouldn't suggest, I mean, if you want to buy the book, buy the book. How about perfect amount of wrong? I'm in it. Anyway, point is, first of all, I want to thank everyone. Uh, well, I'll do the, I'll, I'll play it a bit right now. I'm going to play, I'm going to play a Pat Bryce bit. This is about a job interview for, well, this was also affectionately known as billion pennies. One of his famous, books. Now he, he died when he was 20. So he could have, who knows what we were going well, to keep on going. Um <laughs> let me get right into here's a great happy birthday to Pat Bryce's bit billion
1: pennies. I graduated from college a few years ago with a finance degree. It was all cocky. I knew I was gonna do stand-up. I started out doing stand-up my senior year of college, but I was like, I could do both. I can work in the finance world and do stand-up. That shouldn't be a problem, right? I I live in Chicago, I live right downtown, so there's all kinds of exchanges down there, there's board of trade and all these places. I, I'll work for one of these trading companies. I could do that. My buddy had been in the industry for a little while, so he tried to help me out. He said, Pat, you're a little cocky. I want you to understand something. The whole industry of trading, this whole financial industry, it's all based on quick math. It's how you think on your feet with math. And they're gonna come at you. They're not gonna hire you and train you. They're gonna come at you in the interview and see how you handle it. I'm all cocky. I'm like, don't worry about it, dude. I can talk my way through it. I get myself an interview. The guy greets me at the door, shakes my hand, and takes me into a conference room. He sits down at this conference room. We're about 15 seconds into the interview. When he looks up from the table, looks me in the eyes and goes, how many pennies can fit in this room? (laughs) Swear to God, that's the exact question that he asked me. Now, I'm going to help you guys out. He doesn't want the correct answer. He wants to look across and see a comfortable, calm guy do reasonable math with this. He just wants to see someone work it out. He wants you to look around the room. Okay, this looks like a 10 foot by 12 foot room. I'm going to assume maybe this many pennies could fit in a one foot by one foot square. That's what he wants to hear. Apparently what he doesn't want to hear is this. I'm going to say a billion, I'm going to say a billion pennies. I might as well have said, fuck you. I might as well have said four, four giant pennies, Well, they have to be the size I'm thinking of in my brain. Do you know the size I'm thinking of? I swear to God, I turned into a seventh grader. I had no, I was the uncoolest guy ever. I was backpedaling the whole time. Five minutes later, he goes, name something good about yourself. I go, I'm not a racist. Filipino. That hurt, or, that hurt That hurt. more than the pennies. It was fucking terrible. He goes, name two people living or dead that you can meet if you want. I go, Jesus of Martin Luther King, get me the fuck out of here. So I walked out with my tail between my legs. But I was pissed, man. I was pissed. I wanted. I didn't, wasn't mad I didn't get the job, but I was pissed I wasn't right about the pennies. I wanted to be exactly right. You could fit exactly a billion pennies in that room, not a billion in one. And I wanted him to know it. So he looks across table how many pennies can you fit in this room a billion fuck you got it (laughs) walks out to the office hey everybody real quick announcement we either need to stop asking the penny questions in interviews or we need to stop asking it in the one goddamn room that holds exactly a billion pennies (laughs) way too many of you retards are guessing and getting in (laughs) i'm pat bryce thanks
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes Great Pat Price. Even he can slip an R word in there. It didn't matter. That's the great chitty chatty Laddie patty Pat Price. Happy birthday to him. I just realized as I was playing that clip, it's great for the podcast, but for everyone watching live on YouTube, you just had to watch me watching it. I should have thought that through, (laughs) put at least an image of him up (laughs) or something. I didn't, you just had to watch me watching it, which is like watching like, like when Bill Maher does that on his show where he has his people, his guests watch him do comedy, which is always weird. Anyway, um, speaking of people, I love you guys on the, on the YouTube chat. Uh, make sure you hit the like, the thumbs up button. Even if you don't like me, go ahead and say you do. Tell the algorithm that. Um, follow me on Instagram. CJ Sullivan was taken. Twitter score. Twitter score? Twitter? CJ Sullivan underscore. Um, good luck tonight with all the bombs. Uh, Thanksgiving show will be coming up. Probably when it'll be Wednesday. I just don't know if I'm going to do a live Wednesday. I'm be able to do it. So in the studio, probably remotely for a quarter of something, but I'll let you all know anyway. Big turkey bomb show—it's a big special. Just if you like the Halloween one, the turkey bomb special is even better. Anyway, uh, happy birthday to PHB, and thank you everyone for uh, checking us live. That's going to do it for the show. Now we say two things. We say as we say two things as we leave. Always we say, "I bought the Giants, baby." Huh? You bet your ass. And then we say goodbye.